Hello. Are you the Hello. one I'm waiting for? Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, we actually started? Yes, we started. Hi, oh, okay. I'm Annie. <laughs> I am Bill. And this is a podcast that we have to rename. Last week we um, had our first... Annie just almost threw open her mouth. I was turning away to clear my throat. Annie's eating candy when we should be I, starting the recording. Bill may be forcing caramels upon me. Caramels, the candy of podcasting. <laughs> yes, anyway, yes. Uh, this is uh, the fo- uh, podcast formerly known as Indoor Kids. Because Indoor Kids was taken. Uh, yeah, five minutes after we recorded last week's episode, uh, went on to Twitter to uh, to claim the Indoor Kids podcast handle, found out uh, someone else had, had uh, claimed it. Uh, Annie and I have been talking about doing a podcast for several years. You know what? If we sound bored of this story, it's because this is the third time we've told it because our <laughs> podcast stuff keeps on crashing. Bill, you gotta sound fresh. You gotta sound exciting. I, just, I know. Some background. Pump. Energy. Energy. Okay. What's... So, yeah. So, we need a new podcast name. These are some podcast names we came up with. Here's the first one. <laughs> Enthusiacast. Uh, the podcast of enthusiasm. Crappy. Chivo Speakeasy. Crappy. <laughs> Inspired by Ken Burns. Still <laughs> crappy. <laughs> point A, point B is in point Annie, point Bill. Crappy. Press A to talk. Good. What does that mean, Bill? It's something. What does press A to talk mean? I can't believe you've never seen a video game where they don't say I press A. This is driving me nuts. Not, <laughs> Maybe not press A to talk, but you, like... No, but yeah, you... Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, double, D, double D and Master B because I have big tits and Bill masturbates. And I just finally realized that this is... I came up with the name... <laughs> And it was Master B because I thought it was because, it, like, mi- like rapping, like, mix Master B. And also, like, jerking it. And I had no idea. <laughs> which is, yeah, which, yeah. Moving on. Um, uh, talk nerdy to me, which has uh, to be taken. Um, basement dialogues. Crappy. Piffle people. That's cute. That does sound like a, like a, a Harry Potter term. <laughs> it should be my Harry Puffle Potter puff. cast. Yeah, there exactly, yeah. Basement bros. <laughs> Plus one to friendship. That's actually cute. This is some of my favorite. Strong feelings with Annie and Bill. It's... I do not feel strongly about strong feelings with Annie. Yeah, well, fuck you too. Nerd out from below. It's like lookout below, but with nerd outs because we're in a basement below. It sounds like a bunch of nerds vomiting on each other. Draw like the longbow, which apparently is some some old timey bullshit. Yeah. Well, Annie's a big Robin Hood fan. I thought that was appropriate, at least for her interests. <laughs> we're gonna name our podcast after one obscure interest that I have. Yeah, that makes no sense. That we're not gonna talk about. Uh-huh. The master debaters. Bill jerking it was Which is more. like a joke from the 80s. Squawk box. Eh. Which sounds like a, like a radio, like a morning radio. Well, that's what show. it is. I was looking at a, a oh, aviator uh, slang wiki, and I was like, oh, a squawk box. Oh, no, no, no. Long. I mean, it sounds like you're you know, like you're driving in your car in the morning, and your community's like, this is the squawk box with crazy yeah. names. Or it sounds like uh, an accordion you would have sex with in the car. <laughs> Moving on. A toy or Cordy. This, I feel, is the most accurate of all of our titles. Uh-huh. Voices shrill with Annie and Bill. <laughs> that, that's still maybe what it ends up evolving into. That's, at least that's truth in advertising. Can I play with this caramel like a little gummy? I'm not going to put it in my mouth. It's like, play, oh, no, no, this is my caramel. Anyway, yeah. Uh, deleted save. Eh. And uh, fake sick Well, day. we didn't want to do anything that was too gaming related because this podcast is supposed to be more of a general interest nerd stuff podcast, not just specifically games, although it will be three quarters games. Yeah. Also, we didn't want to do anything that was too yacht, raw, raw nerd, raw, raw geek, because that geek shit's already culture, been kind of. That shit's kind of over fucking done. I'm reclaiming dork. Yeah. It's going to mean whale penis once more. That's right. <laughs> I couldn't even find good slang for like nerdy terms from like the 50s and stuff like that. It's because like, there were secret shames. I know, I know, I know, I know. Anyway. Anyway. So, after much debate. I thought, didn't we have better stuff than that? Oh, uh, the, the Confederacy of, uh, of Cunces. <laughs> Which is still my favorite. <laughs> if I had a vagina, that would work. Um, that is such an awful joke. Didn't I have other good ones, too? Yeah, you did. I'm going to look it up. You had an email. No, I don't worry about it. Oh, that. I had Basement Con. That's awful, but I kind of like it. Uh, Shut up. Hey, podcast listeners. We're going to make you um, suffer through 20 minutes of listening to stuff that even we don't like to hear. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at uh, my email. Chub Club. I like that. Because you can tell how fat we are listening to this podcast. <laughs> Saturday morning podcast is actually kind of cute. Is there a comic called yeah. Saturday morning? Uh, yeah, there's Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. Which is good. Um, Goof Troop. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, fuck it. Disney can come after one of us. My fine, one of my favorite cartoons. Uh, tell me, Bill, do you consider yourself a Max? Is that... I'm Max <laughs> because I'm a dog. I've got a red rocket. They're all I dogs. like to skateboard. <laughs> Does it take place in Burgerville? What is the goof 
What is the goofy verse? No, called? but in the because in Ducktales there was there's Duckburg. Wasn't there like a dog town next door? <laughs> I don't. Does it like I don't Beagleville? Because it was it, the Beagle Boys. Well, right? they're the Beagle Boys. I don't know if it takes place in the Ducktales universe. It has to. <laughs> Doesn't have to. Does it, take, it takes place in the universe of the. Are there goofy... no duck characters? So all the characters in Goof Troop are all dogs. Because no, because there's dog characters in, like it could be. Oh, <laughs> we're getting deep here, Bill. Deep, okay. If yeah. only there was some sort of integrated network. I'm sure there's connected. a whole wiki dedicated. There's got to be a Goof Troop wiki. There's got. Oh be. no, but I'm sure there's a whole like anthropomorphic Disney character animal universe. There's got to be someone who's trying very hard to figure out how to connect all of these worlds. Oh yeah, I'm sure they. Uh. You know what? I have to admit, 20 years ago would have been me. If there'd been if there'd been like wikis and shit when it's I was Goof eight, I would have been all over that shit. Is Goof Troop actually that good? Goof Troop. I've always got hook. I saw five. I saw the. I've seen the opening a couple times because I see people reenact it. We have talked a little. Oh no 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 no! A goofy movie is a fine piece of cinema, and we're gonna watch it. Oh, at Goof some Troop's point. a show. See, the Goof Troop is the oh, TV I that was show. Just a movie that was loosely based in the same universe. Was as it Disney Afternoon? A goofy movie. Yes. I hope the fuck people at home have been, have. Watch at least some part of the Disney uh, Universe Afternoon, whatever the hell it's called. My, the, very this is first, be... the very first CD I ever bought was the Disney Afternoon CD. Oh, that's what I read about. That's not bad. When you're, man, when you're nine first, in the, the late first, 80s, what else are you going to do? The first cassette tape I ever bought was a album called Garfield, um, Am I Fat or What? <laughs> <laughs> Which was actual musicians the first... who were paid cash money to write songs about and from the point of view of Garfield. I have no room to make fun because the first uh, record I ever was uh, was ever given was a Captain Kangaroo uh, record. See, that's the respect. The first cassette I ever was given was the soundtrack to Return of the Jedi. And the first CD I ever bought for myself was the soundtrack for Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. So I am not, I, like, all we're of those, both I in think, the same boat. I think you can get oh, away God, with all of those except for the last one. Okay, so Bill just manipulated a caramel and shoved it in his I mouth. I turned it into a ball and put it in my mouth. What else am I going to do with Why it? Why are you doing, we're talking. Bill, you consume literally. Hey, let's talk about our podcast name. And what, now that Bill is occupied, so after much debate, we decided the title that was most evocative of who we are and what we're doing is Boy Howdy. But you're gonna stop talking right now. Mama's gonna talk. So, Boy, boy Howdy uh, is, of course, a as you all know, a Texas phrase of uh, enthusiasm and disbelief, as in Boy Howdy. I can't believe how big that steer was. Um, or boy, howdy, I sure did consume a lot of beer just now. It also helps that Annie already had the URL taken because she bought the URL, what, like five years ago? Oh, more than that. I think I've been squatting It's on not that wrong. For... You're a Southern personality. You're very happy. Boy, howdy's not wrong for you. Well, boy, also, howdy I'm is... from Texas, so I'm not, you know, it's, it's, it's... You know what? Let's be honest. It's not wrong for it, the both it, of us. It was the best we could do. Exactly. This is not even, as you now have heard, I it wasn't even plan B, it was plan, like, Z. Yeah, seriously. Because we had, yeah, Indoor Kids Z was pretty much plan A, five. and when that disappeared, we didn't know what the hell we're doing. Anyway, so this, yeah, this is Boy Howdy. You're uh, listening to Boy Howdy. Yeah, this is Boy Howdy. Should we call it Boy Howdy, the Boy Howdy podcast? Like, just Boy Howdy? I kind of like just calling it Boy Howdy. Boy Howdy? Yeah, it's, it's well, more exclamatory. I did register Boy Howdy podcast on Twitter, so folks, you can follow. Well, at least it was. They know what it is, at least. But but Boy Howdy. That's right. If they're listening to the podcast, they already know it's a podcast. We don't have to tell them. (laughs) Yes. We're just beating the signal right to your fucking brain. (laughs) You guys, just in case you were confused. What in terms of Twitter? Yes. (laughs) You're wondering where we're hiding in your room and talking about these things. This is in fact a podcast, guys. (laughs) Hello. Calm down. Anyway, yeah. So. so yeah, that's that's the story of us figuring out podcast name. So Bill, um, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about uh, um, if it was <laughs> for up to me. <laughs> what are we talking about in Billland? We would be talking about the Nelvana Animation <laughs> Company. So before we before we started <laughs> recording, Bill um, torrented uh, the excuse me excuse me attained. No, actually, legally. I actually bought no. It's no no no. no I'm not the deluxe edition of Beetlejuice. No, that's true. Excuse are we gonna, me. Are we talking about? Cause, I was yeah. going to talk about Muppet Babies. I've torrented. <laughs> I can't say what I'm torn because it is legal to torn some things. Oh, Muppet Babies. 
Uh, See, Muppet Babies is get. also no well, they can't put uh, They can't put uh, Muppet Babies out on DVD because there's all kind of rights issues. Yeah. We actually are talking about this. We're going to talk about Muppet Babies. Uh, Muppet Babies. Yeah, because of all the uh, the, the crazy clips and all yeah. the music and stuff so like Muppet that. So Muppet Babies, if you weren't fortunate the rights issues to grow up, up in the, the late 80s, early 90s, was an awesome cartoon um, about the baby Muppets. Kermit uh, and uh, Miss Piggy and the rest. It is one of the best kids shows ever made. Well, we're we, I'm sure we most people have seen it. We haven't watched it until just like ten minutes ago. That like was five good. minutes. We, was, we watched the first ten minutes of the first episode. It was we were cracking up like yeah. motherfuckers. But no, I loved Muppet Babies. But it, you, it was really liberal in its use of film clips. Yeah, like they'd be wandering around and all of a sudden they'd want, p- poke into uh, Darth Vader or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, usually Darth Vader <laughs> was often. <laughs> it amazes me how often they managed to squeeze in Star. <laughs> Quickly, Darth yeah. Vader. That's Although true. every once in a while they would bump into Ishtar or some shit like that. Yeah, some kind of weird like arbitrary. And that's the shit they can't get the rights to Ishtar because no one owns the rights to Ishtar because everyone it. pretends it doesn't exist, and so they can't put that shit on. Can we rename our podcast Ishtar? Uh, <laughs> like anyway, let's much? move on. So um no yeah so then Bill <laughs> then we also briefly watched an episode of the Beetlejuice animated show, which is on the Beetlejuice uh, DVD, which I purchased from Amazon.com. Which you paid for with cash monies. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, we were just, like, uh, we just... Uh, Bill's discovered how many awesome cartoons Nelvana made. Nelvana made all sorts of awesome stuff. Yeah, they're, like, a maestro of shitty 90s cartoons. <laughs> Quality shit. Yeah. Quality shit. Yeah. Man, fucking Dog City. They did Dog City. They did Dog City, my friend. I was just they cracking did... up because I was, uh, reading some, uh, Star Where Wars. is Carmen San Diego? Oh, they did that, too? Yeah! Man, that black chick was so well animated, he died. <laughs> Are you talking about the chief? Yeah! <laughs> Where the world is Carmen San Diego? The live action TV the fuck show. What are you talking about? The chief on no. Where is Carmen San Diego? Was a cartoon. Oh, there was the a cartoon. The chief on the cartoon was a was a disembodied head, who was voiced by the dude in his voice of Squidward on SpongeBob SquarePants. This is before or after the live action. Um, it was before I think, because we're in the world was Carmen San Diego was a game show. That was on yeah. PBS. and the chief was a badass. Yeah, no, was she was name? awesome. Lynn, something, something. Lynn Thickpen. Yeah, she died a couple of years ago. Everyone was, like, so sad. I wept all the tears. Yeah. This is the Lynn Thigpen I know, it was cartoon. So anyway, yeah, so this, 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 I spent the uh, the 20 minutes before the podcast just reading the fuck up on Nelvana's uh, Wikipedia page. Yeah, they did all the cartoons in the world. Pretty much, uh, uh, they didn't do Ninja Turtles, but pretty much everything that wasn't Ninja Turtles to whatever Nickelodeon shit's that's, coming out these that's days. Their, that's their slogan. Yeah. Whatever's not Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Pretty much. So anyway, there are planets of both the Star Wars and Star Trek universes named after Nelvana, which cracks me up. They that's were right. that ubiquitous in the 90s. Um, they're just very small pa- planets with a giant bear on them. You said that's... what? You said Steve worked there? I think Steve, yes. our, our, our bro Steve Wilford worked there. Yeah. He told me a terrifying story about Nelvana that I'm not going to... We'll put that in the podcast notes. Put it in the liner notes. Anyway, so um, God, so that was Bill was going to talk about. Annie had proposed that we. There's spend... not much more to talk about Nelvana. We just said it. Like, look it up if you. If you... <laughs> hey, everybody, if you want to kill 15 minutes, you should really look up Nelvana. Oh, that would kill most podcasts if we're like, hey, here's subject matter. Uh, everyone at home, just look up the Wikipedia page. Everything just we're going to talk really, about is right there. Just, just really pause and do some reading and then exactly. come back and we'll discuss. Anyway, what did you want to talk about? I wanted to talk about, I wanted to give us some formalized subject matter to discuss in a, in a, in a, in a formal setting. I wanted to talk about <laughs> avatars and gaming. Okay. What about avatars? Um, I want to discuss um, good characters in gaming with whom you identify with and you enter their shoes. Good? Oh, wait, good characters? Yeah. Oh, you mean... As opposed to just like... Quality a, characters. Well, not... But mostly characters as avatars. Like, genuinely, like, the character that is so engaging and you just identify with them so profoundly. As opposed to... And I was thinking about this playing Deus Ex. Because playing um, Human Revolution, Adam Jensen is not necessarily a bad character, but there is a severe disconnect. What do you mean bad? Like he's he's a poorly he's a, his quality of his character is bad, or he, he just morally there's, bad? There's no 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 not morally bad. He's just not. Oh, most... you mean he's just constructed poorly? Yeah, yeah. like he it's, it's kind of fascinating because I am a sucker. I am a sucker in that I always root for whatever hero the author wants me to root for, uh-huh. fall in love with every sidekick, and hate every villain. I am a sucker. I am the least complicated audience member, yeah. and so I always like oh this avatar I identify with you. 
blah, 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 immediately, like, with very little struggle. Adam Jensen is so weirdly hollow. Well, Adam Jensen, he's, all he is is Clint Eastwood from the uh, Man With No Name trilogy with a really fancy futuristic coat, and there's nothing... Like, I, I have only seen... I've played the first like three or four hours of the game and I watched you play a bunch of hours I've watched Jojo play out through pretty much the whole game and he's just you know he's, he's completely vapid bullshit character it's interesting because it's like I've played games where there is a disconnect between the character and your actions before yeah. like the best example of this is Grand Theft Auto 4 because you know well, I love Nico, Nico Bellic at least Nico starts off as a real character Adam Jensen the 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 the, the creators of that game were so hard like so hard up uh to create like this super badass character who doesn't take her off and oh, i'm gonna talk like this the whole game that like there's no dimension to it he doesn't go anywhere as a character he's just like the very well he literally he just doesn't have character no he doesn't he's a cypher. like at all yeah but no 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 oh, there's a difference for a million between... games though see but that's the thing Space there's a invaders. difference between a cypher as in just this totally empty character well, that you can like project Gordon whatever you want to. Like that, yeah, because yeah. I feel like you can have good ciphers. Like Shell and Portal is one of the best. I think examples, Gordon Freeman is a good cipher too. Yeah, well, just because no. he's surrounded by so many interesting characters. Exactly, just, yeah. and it's like these people who you effortlessly kind of fill the shoes. Man, the characters in general in Deus Ex were bullshit, except for the hot pilot lady. <laughs> she was badass. I didn't. Uh, well, Did no. she die at the end of that? Spoilers. She oh, you can't. She can't die. Actually, so we got. I, I uh, played quickly before work. What's her name? And she died. A um, sphere or something uh, like that. Uh, oh man, I loved her, and I can't remember. Yeah, but she, she's it. super hot, uh, badass not, chick. Without she's being... just awesome because she's not. She's just normal chick in normal clothes and yeah, doesn't video have game giant normal, tits. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, but she's just like some chick in a pilot suit, and she's your bro. She's your sidekick. So That's ultimately why I loved her. Yeah, no. So there's this one part where she's saving your ass, and and oh. she's like, "Oh, get out of here, get out of oh, here." Oh, I saw Jojo play through that, and she blew up in a helicopter. Yeah, and fully when I I went, "Oh no, she died!" And fully walked out from the other room, and she said, "You sit your ass down. You're gonna replay that until you save her ass." So it's the thing where she died, and it wasn't a, a game fail. Like you could keep on going. It's you one can... of those. It's one of the one of the like many different arcs that it can take in the course of the narrative. Oh, okay. So it's Everyone not like she has to own. die or anything like that. It's, it's just, hard as balls. Know, to it's just save a branching her. development. I do it the... five times. Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, Adam Jansen. He was just like like it was. Well, I've been thinking about this. Why is he a failure when um like there are lots of shallow characters or characters whose actions do not correspond with their character? Like this is where I was going with Nico Bellic. Nico Bellic is still one of my favorite game. Uh, oh, that's a classic story. I mean, that's 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 the that's that's the pinnacle of that yeah. happening where you've got like a really sympathetic character who's on this story game, of redemption. The gameplay makes you do shit that makes no sense for that character. Yeah, because he's talking about like, oh, I'm so tired of. Killing. I come to America. I come to America. I turn a new leaf. I, no, I don't want to kill anymore. I will not murder a single <laughs> child. I will steal this ice cream truck and run it over <laughs> all the people. Why is he French? Well, although that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, although, like, even in Grand Theft Auto 4 is really weird, because there is one mission where... Is it that you kidnap some lady's wife or, so, or oh, some lady? yeah. Some guy's pissed off the, and you... Yeah. Something happens where even within... The context of the game, mm-hmm. he does some pretty stupid shit yeah. that doesn't make sense for the character. And that's Rockstar. Rockstar. Well, then on the opposite hand, I think one of the best examples of this is is um, Marston. Yeah, yeah. And it was fascinating because we. Why went did to... you like Red Dead so much? Met or Marston, I guess. Oh, boys. And no, well, it was a beautiful game. No, 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 no. Yeah. I liked, I really liked his story. Like, I, we went to PAX, and during the hot panel, Anthony Birch was all like, oh, I hated Red Dead. I thought it was awful because the character, John Marston, was talking about how he's trying to lead a better life, and all I did was set the towns on fire and kill everybody. And I thought that was very telling of him. Because yeah. again, like I said, I totally fall for whatever the storyteller is trying to tell me. Like, when I was presented with this character of this man who's trying so hard to be a good man and live a good life, mm-hmm. I was a fucking lily white hat motherfucker in that game like we're, had there been stoplights I would have stopped at everyone okay so it helps that like like the, I, I totally did not commit a single crime or anything like that because I really felt John well, Marston you, was trying to make good then at that point to yeah. some degree but it wasn't a conscious choice yeah. it was genuinely like I just felt like that would not be right I can understand right that. I don't, thing to do. I don't do that quite so much when I play games like Red like Red Dead was weird for me. I I, I tend to side with, a little more with uh, Anthony about that because when I played, 
I, you know, like, not that you, you, you have story choices, but how you create the character in your head, mm-hmm. like what he's thinking when people are talking to him and stuff like that, you, you know, tend to create your own version of that character. And, like, it was weird that, like, John Marston's supposed to be such a badass, but he, it's a typical Grand Theft Auto game where you've got the super badass who can do anything in the game, but he's just running errands for people the whole fucking game. And I had a hard time, like... See, I felt there was con- that conflict within John, though. Yeah, see, well, that's, he... that, that's just what you're bringing to, to that character, then, at that point. It's yeah. true. I mean, sure, it was, it it's was a, the it's same shit gameplay where you point. run around and do whatever bro A says to do until you have yeah. to move on to bro B. But I feel like, like John, he, it's in the game. He's Although like John starts out, he's that. a bad guy. What, does he already, when does he start his path to redemption? Is that within the it's, game? It will technically happen before the game, because he and his wife... I couldn't remember take their infant son and try to live a clean life. Oh, okay. And then he gets dragged back into the life um, by the government. So what is, what is the difference between him and, and Nico? Because the whole time throughout, he is, being, he is a man who has tried to live his life correctly, and he's being pulled back step by step into wrongful acts. Yeah. And he knows it the whole time. And again, yes, it's probably the roleplay elements, because then at that point, I totally fell for this character and yeah. fell for his world and believed him and didn't do a damn thing. But the thing is, is that, and here comes a spoiler for the game, what I, when I really realized how much that had affected me was at the end of the game when, when John dies, when John is killed. Yeah. And it hurt so badly. Like, Foley and I were just furious and crying. Well, he does pay a price that Nico doesn't. And that's, that's true, but no, 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 but that's not my point. My point is that then I'm Jack, and as soon as I'm Jack, I turn into a fucking sociopath. I killed everybody, and you know what? I didn't have to look up any FAQs or anything like that on what to do next, because Foley just turned yeah. around to me and she said, you're going to track down the man who killed your father, and we're going to kill him, and you know what I did? I got on my damn horse, I rode to where I knew he was, and I met his wife and his house, and I killed her. And I set the house on fire, and I met his brother by the river, and you know what? I shot him in the head, and then I walked up that motherfucker, I killed his ass, and then I filled the rest of my shallow life by going to towns, and just killing everybody, and setting everything on fire, and cheating on everything, and robbing, and... Because I really felt like that betrayal in that game. Like, hook, line, and sinker. Is the ability to... Killing that dude's wife and kids and stuff like that. Is that oh, optional? Totally optional. I remember you could do that, but yeah. I can't remember if it was optional or not. Yeah, okay, it's totally that really optional. just shows you what kind of mind space. I'm sure yeah. 95% of the people who play that game did do that. Fuck that bitch. She's all but, like, uh, oh, you know how hard that life was on him? Well, no, yeah, no. Oh, definitely the, the end game of Red Dead and Marston's story is definitely a lot more interesting than Nico's because Nico, he, you just get to the end of the game, he kills everyone, he's rewarded with just like a little happy end. I can't remember what the hell that is. I remember it's not a bad or negative ending or anything. Who like remembers that. any narratives from game like yeah. from Rockstar games? That's not what they do. But, which is uh, sad because they've caught in some really compelling characters. Marston that does was... have more of an arc just because he has more of an ending. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's it's more than that. I re- I genuinely I felt who he was and I felt that resonate in the gameplay and I liked that a lot. And it's kind of interesting because then the other side, that particular coin of the gameplay as a reflection of character and amplification of character yeah. is totally in in La Noire. Did you ever beat L.A. Noire? Oh, yeah. So the whole thing that I thought was really interesting about that game is that I enjoyed it because I'm was i an old school adventure fan. Yeah. So it, press that button. I love that it is really, like, that is an adventure game that just happens to have a 3D engine. It's, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. If you took out the if if you took out all the driving parts and made it just an overmap where you ki- click from location to location, congratulations, you're playing a 1995 LucasArts game. Mm-hmm. Sierra game, because you can die. Meh. So, no, anyway... Um, <laughs> So, no, because I thought that was interesting because you only, in that game, you're very, very limited to seeing Phelps's life through the lens of his work. Yeah, that was weird. And then when the whole twist, spoilers for Elena Moore. No, no, no. Beyond just that, there was a point when he mentions having a wife and children. And you don't even know. He, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, that was jarring Because he's so driven yeah. that you wouldn't even suspect it. It's like he has a life outside well, of Well, also he's super young because he was just in the military and went straight from the military Well, into... time passes quite a bit during Does the course it? of that game. Well, I guess it was. No, the game takes place in 1947. He's just, uh, just charged in 45 so yeah. i guess there is like a year like two year gap for well him then to... he's progressing through his career oh yeah it's true so um, all sorts of time passes but yeah the fact that like his 
personal story is yeah, often mentioned of having note. a wife and kids until he cheats on and his then wife. until he cheats on his yeah and then you don't you don't even see the cheating it's just he goes into a building and some dude is outside just like taking pictures or and whatever. it was interesting because they had to and again then, channel it through the lens of gameplay again yeah and it was weird and it God, you, that was fucking terrible it was just weird yeah those it was that's, a weird choice to make although that that's not rockstar that's dickhead Team Bondi guy. Just, Poor, just I feel so bad for everyone who worked at Team Bondi. But I think it's very, it's, you know, still very... And I, but I, I've been thinking a lot about that, because I'm like, how do you fix that in that game? You can't. Well, you could set up the fact that he has a family and, like, set up the whole, like... How? How least, more so than they do? More cut, well, not that you want more cutscenes or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. And, like, everything in that game is very methodical, because it's all, like, everything that happens in the game is very much so related to the cases and to those people in, in as much as they... I, see, the funny thing is I don't even have a problem... I don't even have a problem with that first twist that much. Is the fact that it happens to happen largely off-screen by the fact that you... By the time you come back and you're able to control your character, yeah. there was a real moment of, like, wait, did that actually just happen? Is that a real thing? Yeah, and what was weird is that that was a, it, like a total feeling of betrayal because my character was making a choice that I was not involved in and yeah, I did exactly. not see the it's motivation for. Totally it. It's it, it, hap- it, it all happens off camera practically. I felt a little bit. I'm not going to say that. I felt a little violated though. No, it's fine. That's I fine. felt like well, you, up to that point, you've already played like six or seven hours with this character, and you've really like you, you're think you're you're inside his head, which is why like him offhand mention of having a wife and kids. Yeah, it's a little jarring because you're like, oh, this you kind of like. Cole Phelps is so laser focused. You yeah. can't expect him to live like in a one little one room flat yeah. in Hollywood Boulevard, and to think he has a wife and kids and so that's yeah. kind of weird. But you can get over that. But then like, yeah, they just fucking this. Like, it's just yeah. yeah. They want to do noir story and they just fuck. Them. You know they what? Did... All I'm excited that is the whole time I was like, man, this game would be so much better if you played Kelso. The the, the, is the remarkable the guy takes, takes over at the end. Yeah, that is the remarkable thing about that game is that Phelps is kind of an unlikable dick. Yeah, and you have to try real hard to like him, and then he makes this really weird choice that totally alienates you. And this character who had been they, they, their conflict is totally arbitrary yeah. and kind of frustrating. But then you're like, you have to establish that their enemies whatever and uh then you know the more we learned about kelso the more you realize that he's really a decent guy and he is just doing his best and trying to do right by everyone he knows just trying to keep his head down and live a good life and goddamn and by the time you know and by like halfway through the game i remember casually thinking i I looked at fully and i was like i wish i could be a kelso this game would be so cool if i was kelso oh man i'm kelso yeah that's one of those things we need the kind of like the Kind of the dirty hero to die because it's a, that's a yeah. whole more thing and yeah. and the, the the innocent cop to kind of like his his fall from grace when he sees how fucked up Ellie really can be and and like that's that's the weird weird juxtaposition of of game storytelling with cinematic storytelling how yeah. shit those parts don't fit usually yeah. and yeah Eleanor's I, I think they really just spent more time. Uh, on the facial animation they did actually thinking about the plot. <laughs> That's true. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't mean, yeah. I, I really do think too much about character and story for games. Cause no, that's, there's, there's such, man, there is no it's not such even a secondary thing. or tertiary or, you know, like there's such, there's such a thing as thinking too much about characters in games for some games. Cause you know, well, you're I'm not the kind like, of person you'll think more about characters in games than the what's people. What's my motivation in dark souls? Like I'm not that sort I'm willing to no, let but, things be ambiguous. I know, but like you, you tend to, I don't know. It's like if you dangle a character in front of me and say these are their motivations and thoughts. I'm just and feelings, saying, game creators gonna... could do better to think about uh, character in games as, as as much as you do. Let's put it that way. It's like what have I been playing? Oh, we've been playing Uncharted, and yeah. Uncharted is the perfect example of that. But then on the other hand, Wait, all Unchar- of that uh, example of what of, of of developing characters with like not doing much to develop those characters, but de- spending enough time to develop them so you fall for them just hook, line, and sinker. Although, uh, Uncharted kind of falls victim to the Nico Bellic thing a bit, where you've got this super likable character yeah. who kills a hundred people. Who murders everyone! By the time, like, within the first two Uncharted games, he has killed better part of a thousand people. Easily! He is a walking, he's, he's one-third 9-11. By the end of the uh, the end of the second game, Bill. Well, just, in terms of tier sheer death toll, I'm just saying he's worse. Yeah, he's worse than Pearl Harbor. Yeah, but I mean, what's he's the killed more men than the Arizona is all I'm what's, saying. What's the alternative? Well, I know exactly. It's an action game. What do you do? Well, that's the other thing. Storytelling problem. This isn't Avatar related, but like Uncharted has this the the difference between uh, uh, 
gameplay bullets and the difference between cutscene bullets. Yeah. yeah that, oh, man. Well, that's more of a video game Dear thing, not Lord. just an Uncharted thing where, yeah, oh. you could soak up 30 shots in the game. God One damn. bullet in a cutscene will put your character in the See, hospital. no, no, no. That's not what I care about. What I care about is when the, char- the characters I'm fighting in the game soak up 30 bullets. Yeah. It's like, that's, I'm working yeah, here, That's man. not an Avatar thing. That's not an Uncharted thing. That's just a video game thing. But. Yeah, man. Why, well, yeah, do no. like, why do we like video games so much, Bill? Yeah. I don't know, because they're terrible <laughs> storytelling. It's fu- It totally is about uh, achievement and atmosphere rather than any kind of nutrients you get from characters. See, but you can do that and still tell a good story. Like, Bastion. Yeah. I know you weren't as crazy about Bastion as I was, but Bastion was great. And Bastion was, like, the most... Like, talk about laser focus. Like, that narrative was so precise, and the characters were so precise, and so, like, vaguely painted. You did say you beat it, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, that is, like, one of the perfect examples. Well, that's another Cypher character, too. I don't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the kid, there's nothing to the kid, and the bits and pieces you get of the kid are still vague enough, but they're perfect. Man. I forgot about how Bastion, you have that opportunity where you finally hunt down the bad guy. What's his name? Yeah, Solf. And uh, you have the option to just, is it just leave him there? Or then you can pick, you leave him there and walk out with your own gun and fight the bad guys to get out. Yeah. Or you pick him up and leave yourself defenseless and you have yeah. to charge back all the troops. And yeah. as as the troops realize that you've got his body, they stop yeah. firing at you and kind of turns into a... See? See? That, that cool. is gameplay and character. Why is that so hard to do? People are stupid. That is so hard well, not to do. People, like, that's this. It's no, not it that is. People it's are hard stupid. to do. That's not it's, stupid. Well, it's hard that's to hard do. To also, do. with budgets, you know, bigger, higher, higher profile games, you just yeah. you're just paid to crank out a game that people have fun with, not necessarily think and about. And also, so much. like that's that's not necessarily that's, sexy or glamorous. Yeah, it's like if you look at Bioshock. Like this is one of the most reviled like things. But when you look at like the boss battle. Versus that conversation with Andrew Ryan. Like, Ken Levine came out recently and he's like, yeah, Oh, he came so... out and said the game should have ended at that point. Yeah. yeah. But you can't. With the conversation with Ryan. You yeah. can't. Like, you can't. That's not... It's... Though it's totally, like, satisfying from a narrative perspective. Yeah. And, like... Well, that's the same thing with Deus Ex, where by all rights, Deus Ex, the bosses, you should have been able to fight with stealth and stuff like that. That's another thing where you've got gameplay breaking apart from, like, story, like, and stuff, yeah. where it's like... It's like there are these expectations as gamers. And I have to admit, if I were, you know, like, there's that whole idea of what is the ending of a game. Yeah. And, like, what what is the reward of finishing it? You know, like, the one of the best examples I can think of, because I did not see it coming, was Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah. LucasArts game. They ran out of money. So the ending is literally, like, about five seconds long. Maybe ten seconds long. Maybe okay. fifteen. Fifteen tops. And it's pretty much, you, your characters are like, oh, we lived happily ever after, get on a boat, sail away. That's it. Yeah. And it's just, they ran out of money and whatever, and I can't remember where I'm going with this. I had a really point, I had a point to make. Oh, expectations. <laughs> expectations of what an ending should be. So, yeah. like, is that, I felt cheated, but then the other hand of that is, like, fucking Final Fantasy, where there's, like, a 20-minute cinematic. Or Metal a, Gear. Yeah. Yeah. But a cinematic isn't gameplay. So, you know, like, the gameplay is the ending, like, the level is the ending, and you have to approach it that way. It's it's weird. That's what I like, that's that's one thing I did like about Bastion, with that let, that decision to pick up uh, yeah. Zolf and, and walk away. I like how that's as much, that's that's practically the ending, too. Yeah. That plays into, like, there's still a little cinematic and a couple still paintings of what the, whatever ending you choose. What the hell ending did you choose for that, by I the way? I chose the right one. I chose the right one. Rebuild? No. Walk away. Walk away. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure. I'm not going to... I'm shocked at the number of people who think the default answer is rebuild. I'm like, fuck Seriously? Shit. No, it seems like the whole point of the game is to yeah. learn to, like, everyone walk away from all their prior conflicts yeah. and start over again. Yeah. Yeah. And... Because it's like... Yeah. And the whole point was that if you... If you not hit the forget reset what button, happened. Yeah, if you hit the reset button, then it's all going to happen all over again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You have to accept fate and accept reality and move That's on with right answer. <laughs> The right ending. Um, That's it. But That's it. yeah, I'm trying to, uh, back to Avatar specifically. Uh, Four dollar, uh, four hundred point uh, lightsabers for your Avatar. <laughs> awesome. Is that what you thought of it when I said let's talk about Avatar? What the fully thought it was. <laughs> um, it's like Xbox. X- to be fair, we do think a lot about our Avatar. Way more than What's your avatar look like right now? Right now, we are dressed like um, Commander Shepard with the cowboy hat. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And I am saying calibrating till March. I finally changed mine from uh, Doctor Who to just me. 
Although you can't make really fat people avatars. <laughs> Although, what's the one of the Tony Hawk games? You could actually make an actual kind of like pretty fat person and that oh, yeah? cracked me up. Because you could actually crank that person up to like 300 pounds. Oh, wow. And so like that actually looked like me and I was very happy because I'm of a Scott's, Scott Kurtzish type build. <laughs> And it was like, yeah, Tony Hawk 2 or 3 or something the like most that. And that was fun to play, because that actually looked like me. Did did the animation react realistically to your body? No, sometimes my hands kind of flew, like, clipped through my belly and stuff like that. The Which, most, what are they going to do? The most disappointing... Oh, well, there's Donut Drake! Anyway. Donut Drake. See, Donut Drake, I'm pretty sure his body reacts... I mean, beyond, like, some animation that's pretty detailed. Like, I get Donut Drake again for Halloween! You should. Actually, I've been talking to Foley that she should be Drake and I should be Sully. All, be, all you need is a mustache, mustache and gray stuff. Mustache shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's... Or she wanted to be Sully, but I'm sure it's not like be Drake. You could be Elena. You're fat Elena. Yeah. Fat Elena. Can I be anyway. fat Chloe? <laughs> Hello I, there. I insist. Oh, I sound like a 98-year-old man. <laughs> oh, the sexiest 98-year-old man. <laughs> no, so, um, uh... Avatars. Avatars. What was I going to say? Damn it. But sex. No, that is not what I was going to say. Um, yeah, Avatars. It's gone. I can't remember. Gordon Freeman, good. Gordon Freeman, good. Gordon, yeah, Gordon. What are, oh, I was going to ask, what are good characters, like, that you had? What, I'd be curious about this, because you Space don't care invaders. as much as I do. It's funny that we only talk about Avatars in post, like, like uh, po- uh, political, polygonal gaming. That's true. Like, oh, granted, I mean, Mario is not really a that. Na- well, he's an Avatar, but it's not like anyone... You know, that's an excellent 2D role-playing point. games... Even even in those games, though, I felt that I did not feel like this is me, and I wonder why that is. It's not necessarily first person. Because the games are necessarily like if you're playing a Final Fantasy game now, that's as linear as Final Fantasy games were back in the day. Granted, it's Final true. Fantasy thirteen, you're not really possessed by the feeling of See, I am my own character. I can do whatever I like. In Final Fantasy it games, feel- though, even the ones I really like, the protagonist is not me. I do not identify with the protagonist. Yeah. Because in really good games, there is that moment where you feel like you know. It's like when you get shot, it's like, oh man, I'm hit, you know, yeah. and it's like that real like identification because I feel that with Drake and I feel that with my shepherd and even games that I liked, I don't necessarily feel that like with Fallout, Fallout, I, I love Fallout and I did not. See, I kind of did because my relationship with my companions with the uh, big green, what's her name? I swear to God, they may as well have been interacting with me and Dog Meat. I kind of like not at first. It probably took fifty hours, but <laughs> it got to the point. Actually, Dog Meat. Dog Meat is the character you're gonna bring up. Yeah, Dog Meat was great. <laughs> you know, once you went around the and, bond, and, and you felt like actually dog once, meat? once the game was over on Fallout Three, and once I like wasn't forced to make story decisions, yeah. I felt like my like I was actually playing as my own character because then I, I wasn't be, beholden to. Oh, what's my dad all upset about? Gotta go do yeah. this. Like, I could just make... Like, suddenly the game actually became my own story. Yeah. And What's weird is I felt that more with Fallout New Vegas. Yeah? Than... From the beginning? Yeah. Ugh. I know. Fallout New Vegas, you have, to, you have to let yourself love it. God, I wish I could go back and mind wipe myself so I can't remember playing Fallout 3 so I could actually appreciate Fallout New Vegas yeah. with open eyes because... Overall, the narrative in Fallout New Vegas is, I think, a little better. because yeah, I don't, I can't even tell if it's a good or bad game. It's I've played so much Fallout 3 that I just can't take it. couldn't take any more of New Vegas. I have thought just about like, this, how much of my life I have spent playing Fallout. Yeah. Because beyond Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas... a couple hundred hours, right? Probably, I mean, probably a good thousand hours of my life because fallout one and two i played them multiple times yeah i even played fallout tactics because i hated myself oh, jesus how much fallout 3 did you play more than 100 oh yeah i think i finally clocked in 140 hours man i'm still done. only like four hours away from clocking 100 i need to find four hours of worth of things to do in fallout 3 to... have you done the dlc yeah uh, yeah the, my i the, i stopped right after the spaceship dlc yeah that's when my clock says like I'm at, like, uh, 96, 97 yeah. hours, yeah. See, I think I just cracked 100 hours on New Vegas, too. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, not to say that's bad or anything like that, it's just... No, it's, it's an appalling thing to say it's out It's just loud. seeing the same textures and the same underground functions over and over again. I know. How many times have I gone in the VAT system? But I could uh, probably find out. That statistic is probably in my Fallout save somewhere. Did you ever play any old text adventure games? I mean, technically, you're an avatar there where you're kind of avatar of yourself. A but... little bit. But I found them to be a little too obtuse for my taste. Yeah, okay. Which is understandable, because you're figuring out the creator's logic, not using your no. own logic to think your way. Well, that's the same with the graphical adventure games, though. That's true, but, but at there's least a little there's... more hand-holding there. Yeah. You know, it's not like... I was about to say, it's not like I don't examine things closely enough, because fuck no, that is not true. Inherit the Earth, the quest for the orb. One of the first... The hell is that? One of the first video games I ever paid for with my own money. I bought it out of the bargain bin at KB Toys at Hewland Mall. Yeah. 
And um, there was a copy of Inherit the Earth, Quest for the Orb, and the Sam and Max uh, video game right next to each other. But I knew that if I got um, Sam and Max, then my mom would probably find out. Because on the cover, it was like, it had the whole thing that says, watch out, this is too rude and extreme! Like, in a really annoying way. And then the cover, because it's a road trip theme, Sam and Max would have been too hardcore for your folks? Well, I mean, like, it's, like, it it did say... A baby. Oh, okay. Probably like young enough. Eleven. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. The cover had um uh the um Mount Rushmore and someone bungee jumping out of the noses of Mount Rushmore. And I was like, oh, my mom would object to that probably. So I, I was like, funny because I think ultimately, well, your mom's cool. It's oh, my mom. Like... My mom wouldn't have cared. Yeah. But I was worried, so I wound up buying Inherit the Earth instead. And this is pre FAQs, my friend. So I was stuck on that game for eight months. Eight months. Eight months. And the reason why is that there was this area that I had to wander through and pick up some berries. And these berries looked just like footprints, footprints that were all over this area. And I had, just had to pick out This these is a graphical berries. adventure this game? This is a point-and-click adventure game. Okay, yeah. It's an isometric point-and-click adventure game. And I did not find these berries until... Seven months later. Oh, just from trial and error you found out? Well, I, no. I would have all my friends over and we'd play it together. Or, like, not all my friends, but, like, one at a time. And we'd all come and play. And, and, and finally one of them goes, you should click on that. And, like, Ugh, I've been playing this for seven months. I think I know what to click on. Jesus and I clicked guys. on it. And yeah. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. That game even had a map sequence. And I drew out my own map and everything. Like, we're talking. That took you eight months? That one puzzle. I can beat that. That one puzzle. This one is puzzle. not Avatar related. But uh, my friend uh, Chris Georgievich and I, we grew up, we were best friends, we lived right across the street from each other. Uh, I got a copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark for the Atari 2600 when I was a kid. We were both like eight years old. Uh, It came with no instruction manual. It took us two years to beat it. Oh, seriously? This is an Atari 2600 game. Granted, it's a super, it's, even for Atari 2600 games, it's known to be super obtuse. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, there was something about, like, oh, you had to run through a market and all these uh, Arab sheik traders would come out and steal your your shit. We couldn't figure out how to do that. And there was also a part where you had to skydive into a hole in, in the in the wall of a ravine. It was fucked up. Anyway, that's two years. Wow. Like all fourth and fifth grade. <laughs> every afternoon. So just um, like Nam, wasn't it, Bill? Yeah, exactly. That's right. No. That's Dark Souls. I ain't got shit off. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think, even like back in 2D games, Avatar, like, I think one of the few times back in the 8-bit generation I could ever think of kind of like myself being the character was probably the first Dragon Quest game for the uh, yeah. Nintendo Entertainment System just because uh, you don't really... Well, you do have an avatar, but when you're in combat, it's all first person. Mm-hmm. And there is, there's barely a fucking plot. So it's one of those things where yeah. without a story and without a plot, you're kind of like... You can fill in the gaps more with your your own self and your own personality more. Yeah. And... Uh, oh, at, well, man, and that's great, too, because that's got one of, the, uh, one of the first fuck you endings I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> Because Dragon Quest, there's barely a plot. You, you you walk out of the castle, you fight a bunch of monsters, you cross the sea, and you go to the Dragon Lord's castle, and you fight his, all of his uh, the bad dudes. You fight the Dragon Lord, and he asks you... This is the first time I ever really felt like a uh, uh, like story agency in a game. Yeah. He asks you, once you beat him, he's like, Ah, I see you're ultimately powerful. Would you like to join me? Yes or no? And I'm like, this is the first time I've ever seen the game where it isn't just an automatic ending once yeah. you beat the ending. Yeah. Once you beat the, the bad guy. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and the guy you goes, to the dark side, yeah. Bill Bunch. And the guy goes, Mu-ha-ha. and the screen just turns red and the end credits roll. And I was like, oh, oh shit. I fucked up the universe. And of course, you could just re- you know, load your latest save and, and I beat him and they said no. And then you have to fight him in like three more forms or something like that. But... <laughs> That was one of the first times where I felt like I actually was kind of playing as myself, and the yeah. ending was something I could actually choose, and that was very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. But yeah, 8-bit, 16-bit, I'm sure there's 16-bit games out there, especially role-playing games that people listening to this would go, fuck yeah, this game over here, yeah. I felt like like really like I was my avatar. But... When I find it, it was like, what is it? What is it in those games? But some of that is it's 3D games. I don't know if it's because you're actually moving in a 3D environment usually and you feel more plugged in or something. See, like I don't know, man. Because like... Well, story... Well, you know, part of the thing is, at least me growing up with console games primarily, mm-hmm. and so many games uh, when I grew, grew up being Japanese games, mm-hmm. that the storytelling and characters yeah. weren't quite plugged in for what my cultural references were. Mm-hmm. I could enjoy those games. You know, I love Super Mario Brothers, Zelda, even Dragon Quest and stuff like that. But now that... Games here in America are so much more westernized. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier for us to kind of like fall in 
with the avatars and the stories yeah. because they're a little more hewn to our cultural like for our tastes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's got it. I don't know if that's the whole thing, but that definitely doesn't hurt. Yeah. Because so. it's like I'm trying to think about it. I think like of all the point and click adventure games, as much as I love them, the only one where I really identified with the character yeah. was um probably the Gabriel Knight games. Is that the biker game? The biker game? No, I'm oh, thinking full, full throttle. throttle. No. No, but though Ben what's his name is also definitely one of those characters. But Adult no Tim Schaefer? No, um uh Gabriel Knight was a Sierra game. Oh, okay. And you were um Oh man, how much of this do I remember? You played Gabriel Knight, who is a um a writer who owned a bookshop called St. George's Books in um, in uh, Louisiana, in New yeah. Orleans in particular. And you find out um I think you write books related to the supernatural. And you find out that um, your family, you were in fact the last Schottenjäger, or shadow hunter. And that your family has always fought evil in multiple forms or something like that. I can't remember now. But no, I don't know. There's something, he was such a clearly defined character. And the world was so kind of nicely defined. And it was grounded enough in reality, too. Yeah. That I just totally fell into his shoes. I think maybe it's that, you know, you're probably right. Because I loved, at the time, I really was into Dash Hammett and, like, detective novels and everything like that. Yeah. And his his worldview as a character was something See, I think that's part of it, too. It could also just be, like, how that character is written. Even mm-hmm. if that character has a lot of his own agency, you're not controlling the character mm-hmm. that much of what he... Like, the story choices. If yeah. that, that character is just... Yeah, because it's not necessarily world immersion. Yeah. It could also just be personality identification, yeah. too. Yeah. It's fucking complicated. Yeah. And it's because I like it. So it's almost like... I like characters that I like because I like them. <laughs> exactly. And I'm even trying to think of, like, any other games that, like, I, like, really dug the avatars. Not just necessarily the worlds of and anything. I can't think of any games where I've been, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too many games where I really feel that strongly about the avatars as... as yeah, probably, like like I said, Gordon Freeman a lot just because... Uh, What's-her-name? Chicky Poo was so cool, and, like, the characters mm-hmm. in the Half-Life games are kind of strong enough that, like... I need you They to surround play... you with enough good characters. I don't want to oversell it because everyone creams their genes about... Uh, God, what's-her-face? I forgot her name. Alex Vance. Yeah. She is cool, but she, she's good enough. She's not a totally amazing character. For a game, she's a totally amazing yeah. character, which means if this were a movie or something like that, she'd be a cool character, but you wouldn't think that much well, of her. Well, let's just say you shit your pants whenever you find a moderately written female character in games. Yeah, it's like that's another treasure thing. that exactly. has to be the whole you know? yeah. It's like, that's one of my favorite things about Red Dead, was that Bonnie was such a great character, and yeah. Abigail were such great characters. And that's the same thing that's with... sad. Yeah, with Alex Vance, I don't want to oversell Alex Vance to you as a character, because she's cool, but it's not like she's like so cleverly... Well, she... Yeah, actually, I think she actually is cleverly written for a game where otherwise, but like the 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 fabric of her uh, character is not like so yeah. groundbreaking yeah. to your mind. It's yeah. So Bill has to talk about Half Life games in uh, very clear terms because to me because I've never played any Half Life games. Yeah, well, I I'll, tried well, to. I'll I'm see awful you down at them. Sometime. See exactly. You need to sit down and play them for me. Well, all you need is Half Life Two. I'm awful at video games. It is awful. You're just not I'm good at so bad at shooters. shooters. I'm awful at You're shooters. I had to have a friend come over and play Uncharted for me, because I'm like, oh, you know what? Here's the jumpy bit. I How can do is that. How was that easy? Oh, I suck balls. Uncharted isn't that hard. You have to load the like jumpy four. Bits? I can, no, no, I can, like I can rock the jumpy bits. I can do that. I'm yeah. sa- what I was saying is, I do the jumpy bits, and then whenever the shooting happens, I hand it over to my friend Matt. To be fair, the shooting in the, in the first Uncharted isn't that good. Man, I'm awful at it. I need aim well, you're assist. okay with Mass Effect, though. See, Mass Effect, though, it's all about, I can pause and aim. Yeah, that's true, too. That's that is true. why I'm so worried about co-op, because how can I pause and aim? That's the only reason why I'm any good at, at Mass Effect. <laughs> that is why when you and I play co-op, my bitch ass gonna get shot. Well, you just go slowly at that point. You just that's don't, right. yeah, you just don't dive head first, which is hard for me, because I love to dive I've hit first and bullshit and get blown away, which is, yeah, why Dark Souls, Souls is kicking my ass right now. But, uh, yeah, no, we'll play those someday. But like I said, don't expect too much, because those games are good, but, oh, especially yeah. those games are six years old now, six, yeah. seven years old. See, they're still gorgeous. Yeah. Well, like, I, I like I can say them, because I'm say, essentially talking about Half-Life 2, but there's the two yeah. episodes, so it's kind of... Well, here's like, the thing, though. I'm not a PC gamer, my friend. I yeah. don't have some bitchin' screaming system, and on Rage, I can see the pores. No. I'm playing on my Xbox, yeah. and that's a six-year-old console. So, Half-Life 2 looks better 
than like uh, God, stuff I that came out last week. I hate all the PC gamer talk where they're always worried about what looks best and stuff like that. It's all relative. Anyway, yeah, I'm trying when to do more. Like, I, I feel bad that I, I don't have much more Avatar stuff to talk about. Just well, because it's interesting to me because, like, um, Foley and I were talking about this. We identify very deeply and very closely with our hawk in Dragon Age 2. Mm-hmm. And Dragon Age Origins did not feel any connection to my character at all. Yeah. Which is weird, especially when they, they, they're so clever and that the way they build up the backstory. Like, you actually genuinely see your motivation start. You're not told... Mm-hmm. You see it, you interact in that, and then you enter into the world, and that's so smart. And I don't know, like, in, in, for, to some degree, in Dragon Age 2, I think it was genuinely having a voice. Yeah. You know, like, hearing... But it's funny that can help uh, help along the whole character identification. Yeah. But, yeah. You wouldn't Which, think it would. Grand, going back to Grand Theft Auto, like, I always thought, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, you have a mute character who, mm-hmm. who uh, wasn't named Claude or Fido, or whatever the hell his name was. <laughs> but uh, I remember I could empathize more with... Uh, Tommy Versetti from Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City, uh-huh. because he was actually, you know, as Ray Liotta voicing him, he was actually yeah. more of a character, even though technically the, I, that should be more of a distancing thing, because yeah. I can't, like, fill him with my voice and my own personality, yeah. but... Well, I think it's the reality of, you know, why isn't this person talking? Yeah, that's that's getting old. Man, fucking Zelda's coming out. I still can't believe the new Zelda game is all just, just <laughs> it's not vo- not even a tried to voice act or anything like that. Jesus Christ, Nintendo. Well, and here's another example of this scale. Um, Fable 2. I lo- My character in Fable 2 was very close to me. And I think, I'm actually, you know what, no. I can explain why right there. Shut a up. Lot of, no, 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 I'm just laughing because my, my Fable character was like a 300-pound fat lady in a chicken suit. <laughs> And so I, that was totally played for laughs. I like I I really love the story of Fable too, but like my character was so stupid that I could not get into like oh my god what's going to happen to my dog. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. And the more I think about it, the reason why I love my character in Fable two so much has nothing to do with anything that they put into that game. Yeah. It is entirely that my um, girlfriend Foley and I played co op. And the camera and co-op is so awful. Oh, man. It is so awful. It made me cranky. And I almost had to stop. I'm like, I can't do this. This is too frustrating. And she um, started talking to me like she was her character, her shitty little minion. And like, and I was um, my protagonist. And over the course of that game, playing together, we did like kind of role-playing talk. Where it was like, like sh- talking shit oh, okay, about yeah. each other. And like we had this whole backstory where we went to college together and we lost... He lost a bet in a bar, and uh, and that's why I got to be the hero, and he's just the sidekick, and it just became this whole thing. And then by the you know like my character, like I totally felt a huge connection to my character. And then in Fable Three, you know you even have a voice, and that was totally Did you have a jarring voice in Fable, for me. Fable Two, no. Okay, yeah. You did in Fable Three. Oh, beyond the. <laughs> Your character did have a voice? Yeah, in Fable 3. So you don't even remember. I don't. I've blocked out Fable 3 so much. Did they have co op in Fable 3? Yeah. Yeah. Did we even try it? <laughs> yeah, you gave me oh, gold. You gave me golden hammer. Did I? I can't even fucking remember. <laughs> Fable 3 is clearly just. Oh, all I remember is that Fable 3 is Simon Pegg, something about you're going down a, a road to a ca- castle. Mm hmm. That's it. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. Anyway. Fable 3 is amazing because Fable 2 was one of my favorite games. And, and then Fable 3, Fable 3, 3 just shit what in the, the bed. Fuck? Yeah. And oh, P- it's almost like Peter Molyneux is crazy. Yeah. P- Peter Molyneux is fucking up. <sighs> um, anyway, do we have anything else to say about Avatars? Uh, I well, I'm to... sure we will someday unless you have something very specific. Something I have very, something very significant to say. Uh, well, this is an ongoing podcast, so if you have anything to say that you remember That's after right. the podcast, we can talk about next week. That's right. No, it's just interesting. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I don't Because there are all these problems that are very particular to gaming, yeah. and I don't know what the answers are. And it's interesting to see how each game answers those questions. Because, yeah. you know, they're uh, like... With they got at the beginning of, of Deus Ex, like I felt like they were a little close to getting it right because you know it opens and you're talking to this woman and there's a little bit of distance there and a little bit of awkwardness and it's not really clear why and then you discover that y'all were involved and you had this relationship and it went south yeah and it's not really clear why and like reading emails and stuff and getting these little glimpses of their relationship was I thought very interesting was an interesting way to establish the character of Adam. But then she croaks, and the game turns into something very different, and, you know, and it's just kind of, and then they just shit the bed, and, 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 like, they were getting close to the answer, and then they just veered off, 
It's weird. Although that kind of storytelling, I mean, that, that like, you know, Bioshock does the same thing with the audio logs. Maybe not necessarily for specific characters that in-depth as that lady in Deus Ex, mm-hmm. but, like, it's funny that's become such a default kind of yeah. way of telling story now. It's like you pick up the logs of somebody, or, yeah. like, just hack into someone's computer, or it's an audio log you listen to. And, and what does it say that these game developers, their answer is outside of gameplay? Here, read this, listen to this. And, and totally missable. Yeah. It's like something that you could skip. And continue Characterization the game. is a bonus. It's like, yeah. For, Which know. I will eat with a spoon. And, you know, when I'm done, I scrape the spoon all around inside and, you know, like, get my finger in there and get all the little crevices. Because I love that shit. Mm-hmm. But it's But it's just, still, it's not part of the game, though. It's yeah. weird. What's the answer? They, they, can, they can almost just give you a little pamphlet that has all that stuff. Yeah. Like, in the instruction booklet that you could just, like, turn to page 73. Yeah. And tell you about... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's... Because then there are games like um, more narrative-based games by their nature of like um, Heavy Rain. And you never finish Heavy Rain, but there's a part of Heavy Rain where one of... I know. Shut up. Press A to Jason. I know. <laughs> I know. No, We so still have that here if you want it back. I would like to play it again, my friend, oh, because okay. I, for all its flaws, it had some interesting answers to this question. And in fact, I think it, despite all its ridiculousness, I think it succeeded. And here's why. There was a portion of that game where you are playing the father and your son has been kidnapped and you're being put through these torments, like these awful things. And the thing is, is that they're not difficult to do gameplay wise at yeah. all. They're in fact pretty straightforward. The whole thing, the only, it only works if you identify with that character and his situation. Like there's a part where you have to crawl through a pipe, like an old sewer pipe lined with um, glass Jesus. And you're crawling through the glass on your on your stomach and your hands and just dragging yourself through and the sound and the it's all awful and your vision is turning red and you're about to pass out from the pain and that was so effective. Like I was actually tensing as I'm holding the controller. And what's funny is that I totally fell for a hook like and sinker until I took a wrong turn. And I broke the game, basically. I got caught in the environment, and I had to turn around and trying to find my way. Oh, and, man. Ways. and it took me about 15 minutes to beat this part. It probably should have taken me less than five. Yeah. And it totally neutered the moment for me. But it made me realize how much I had been caught up. See, that's that's one of the things where everyone's everyone loves to talk about how the technology that powers games is as powerful as it ever really needs to be. Or at least as powerful as it needs to be for a good long while. And which I think is bullshit because I think we could do not that I want to pay money for more powerful gaming systems, but if we could get more realistic environments and less not to say that like more powerful machines will make for less buggy games, but like there's still tons of like weird like invisible walls and weird like yeah. animation problems that with games that like totally snap you out of like character yeah. and stuff like that or like to some uh, degree that's lazy design. That is yeah, that's say that it's not entirely technological, but I think we could games could do with a broadening of technology to kind of like open up some more doors like to, to, to game designers and also help eradicate some of the like design limited limited limitations that are still on designers right mm-hmm. now but uh yeah that sucks when a basic it's a video game gets yeah. in the way of what is yeah. supposed to be great yeah. character gameplay moment yeah to be fair that's more it's funny because i went and replayed it again like a week later yeah. and did not make because really it's that i was so what's funny is that i was so caught up in the emotion the physicality of the moment and i when i was a kid i suffered sympathy pains and i totally had a flare-up of sympathy pains like i feel the prickling on my forearms it was awful and um i realized i was so caught up in that tactile and emotional experience that i wasn't paying attention to the actual gameplay clues yeah like to figure out how to actually play it so i went back and replayed it i still had the oh ow ooh, but then i realized oh wait this is the wind is blowing this way i should probably go that way so really more than anything else my bad because really good game design it totally guides you and you don't even know it yeah like that was one thing we've been thinking about a lot playing uncharted one because some of the the pathfinding in uncharted 2 is so great like there was they designed those levels within an inch of their lives and you always know where to go next and uncharted one they hadn't quite figured it out perfectly um, so, you know, there are moments where we'd go, okay, where, where are we supposed to go next? You know, it's like they don't have the, the color, or the light figured out quite as well. And that they totally solve that problem in Uncharted 2. There are solutions to these problems, my friends. Just kind of game designers who have the luxury of figuring it out. Yeah, the time and the money yeah. and the creative freedom to do that. Because yeah. no one comes out and Which says... Which, that's a rarity, though. That's only, yeah. like, that's only... 
I guess Peter, you know, people like even Peter Molyneux doesn't have that, which I would hope to explain why uh, Fable 3 was so terrible. Because that, yeah. that seems like a situation where maybe, like, his budget or his schedule got cut in half or something yeah. like that. But, like, yeah, like Naughty Dog, it's it's only up to maybe, like, a dozen developers at the most that have that kind you of You know freedom. what I hope to God? I hope to God that um, Naughty Dog keeps getting Subway money and keeps, like, hooking up these weird developers, because whatever, or with these weird partners, because whatever puts more money in their pockets to make games like Uncharted more Well, exactly. To I'll totally take, I will take a Subway coupon in my instruction manual if that means uh, not even more Uncharted games, but just games of that caliber coming out of Naughty Dog. Yeah. So I think we should always keep these down to an hour and a wrap, 59, minute, 59 minutes. Less giggling this time. Sorry, <gasps> person who liked her giggling. Yeah, this well, it's because this time we actually feelings. talked, yeah. That's right. This, the, the funny thing, this is actually a pretty good representation of how we talk <laughs> when we're playing games and shit like that, like fucking in-depth conversations. <laughs> is there anything else we want to talk about? Would you mind if next week I talk about scary games and stuff yes, like that? Yes, Bill, Bill loves Halloween. I love Halloween! Bill loves it. Man. So, whereas I am a pussy and don't like to be scared you you were you were a straight catholic girl i'm so. just very traditionally lame in that regard so this will be interesting when we talk about scary games well we could talk about, like you've played your your share of games with spooky bits well, it's not it's like more like i had to fight a spider and then i set the controller down and went and cried for five minutes <laughs> oh is that with the uh, brutal legend yes i didn't cry but i did want to walk away forever. So. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah. We'll find something to talk about. So, yeah. next week, friends, Scary Games, tune in. On the Boy Howdy Podcast. The Boy Howdy Podcast. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Take care, y'all. Okay, bye. I pressed the button now. Wait, which button I pressed? That didn't record? That didn't record. That's right. Holy Gotta shit. Gotta do it all over again, though. It's only an hour. Uh-huh.